Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Kroger Tender Ray Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony Transcribed. Ladies, when you have friends in for dinner, you want to serve the very best meal possible. Well, believe me, it's really no problem when you can build that dinner around Kroger Tender A Beef. It's world famous because no other beef so fresh can be so tender. Still, there is a very definite problem involved. We're sorry, but it's just impossible for us to supply you with that fine Kroger Tender A Beef now. I'd like to say, sure, order all the juicy Kroger Tender A steaks and roasts you want. But I can't do it because there's a shortage of grain. You see, we use only the top quality grades of beef for Kroger Tender A. And beef like that, tender and juicy and delicious, is grain fed. Nowadays, that good grain is desperately needed overseas to prevent famine in many lands. After we're victorious in the battle against starvation, then... American farmers will again use grain for cattle feeding. Until then, until the day you can buy Kroger Tender A beef once more, Kroger will always bring you the very best beef on the market whenever it's available. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for stopping in. And now, Hearts in Harmony. Penny doesn't know of the strange things going on behind her back. She doesn't know of the mysterious meetings of the professors Tobin and Rogers. Nor does she know that Rogers plans to meet Jerry Manson in New York tonight. So tonight in Rossville, Penny tells her mother. Oh, mother, it just doesn't seem right for me to be so happy. Now, why do you say such a thing, Penny? You deserve to be happy. No, not this happy, darling. Nobody deserves to be as happy as I am. Hmm. You're really happy. Oh, what a question. What have I been raving about all afternoon and evening? Oh, I was just wondering, that's all. Wondering? What about, darling? Well, maybe I shouldn't say. Oh, you can say anything you want to me. Well, I, I was just wondering... I don't know quite how to put it. In words, Mother. Straightforward, plain, simple words. Well, all right. In straightforward, plain, simple words, I just wonder if you're really as happy as you say you are. Well, you don't think I'd lie, do you? I chose the wrong word, Penny. I meant, I wonder if you're as happy as you think you are, dear. Oh. Have you wondered that, too? No, Mother. I couldn't feel this way if I weren't completely happy. Well, I hope you're right. Penny, promise me something, will you? Mm Mm-hmm. When you aren't happy, if that ever happens, I I mean, if things change, you'll tell me, won't you? Darling, I'll tell you the first thing. You know, you're one of the reasons I'm not afraid 
what I'm about to do. I know I can come to you for help. I know that no matter what happens, you'll be on my side. <laughs> I hope you won't ever forget that, dear. Children sometimes do. They do? Why? Well, I don't know why. But once in a while, a child will go out into the world, away from home, away from influences and guidances of home, and fall into trouble of some kind. Well, of course, but then she can go to her family for help and get it. Of course she can, Penny, but she doesn't. She thinks she's grown up. Or she's afraid she doesn't want to face her parents and admit she's done something wrong or admit that something she was sure of has gone wrong. So what does she do, Mother? Just live with a mistake? Worse than that, Penny. She tries to solve it herself. And usually she makes it worse. Oh, if children only knew their parents never blame them for their mistakes. If a boy or girl grown up could just be told and could believe that a mother or a father is a person to be counted on as a friend when there's a friend in need... There'd be a lot less sorrow in this world. Mother, I'll never forget that you're my friend. Please, Penny, please don't, dear. Not for my sake alone, but for yours. Oh, don't you worry about it. Well, I do, Penny. You're still a little girl to me. I've been a woman for some time now, Mother. Yes, dear. <laughs> when you pin me down to it, I, I have to face the facts and admit it. You are a woman. You've been a woman for a long time. I know you are because... I know what you've been through. And you know what I can stand, too, don't you? Yes. More than your share of heartaches and troubles, Penny. But I've hoped that you've had more than your share already, and I hope from now on nothing and no one will stand in your way of happiness, dear. Uh, who's going to hurt me now? No one, I'm sure of it. You don't think Steve will, do you? I hope not. To break your heart if he did... But you suspect? No, no, dear. I, I don't suspect. Oh, Mother, please be truthful with me. I have nothing but the best of hopes, dear. I know what's the matter with you. You're depressed. You have the blues. Oh, little. How can I cheer you up? I'll be all right. I'll do everything I'm supposed to do from now on. Through the wedding and after it. Cry, laugh, everything. <laughs> and I'll mean it, Penny. Now, go into this thing knowing that your mother is happy and what you're doing. I'm sure you are, darling. But I wish you'd cheer up now. Mm, I will. What a song make you happy? You know, I love it when you sing. Okay, I'll give you something to love. A new song. Anything special you want to hear? No, just anything, dear. All right, how about this one? My love is surely strange love but strangely I don't want to change my love though your heart was always denied me I'm happy when you beside me my arms are strangers to your arms and my lips are pleading in vain again but someday you love me 
lovely Penny. Do you feel better now? Do I? <laughs> Don't I look as if I do? <laughs> yes. And everything's going to be all right, huh? Wonderful, dear. Perfect. Yes, Penny, I'm sure of it. Everything is going to be just perfect. <laughs> Looking for someone, Miss Manson? Oh, yes, Professor Rogers. For you. <laughs> Good. I uh, took a booth. I thought it would, well, be a little cozier. Yes, indeedy. This is a cozy little place, too. How'd you know about it? I don't spend all my time in classrooms, lecture halls, and laboratories, Jerry. Obviously not. Well, let's uh, sit on the same side of the table. It's uh, cozier, too. Uh, not too cozy? Not for me, Professor. For you? No, no, not at all. Good. Uh, I've already ordered for you. You mind? No. Why would you do things well? You didn't learn to do all this in college, did you? No, this sort of thing isn't taught in college. Oh, then you admit there's a lot to learn outside the classroom. What you learn in a classroom, Jerry, is only what you need to know to survive the learning of things such as this. Mm. Uh, you may start serving, waiter. I, uh, I think I'll take off my wrap. Well, here, uh, let me help you. Thank you. Well. Do you object to strapless gowns, Professor? No, no, I think you look lovely. <laughs> you have a very pretty mouth when you laugh. And when I'm not laughing? A very pretty mouth. But uh, we, we have other things to talk about, haven't we? I don't know, have we? Yes. First, do you really understand why I went to the editor of the Rossville News and took that picture of you and Pat away from him? No, not really. But you said you had an interesting reason and a good one, so I was satisfied. Well, I'll explain that reason now. I thought it was a rather foolish way to spoil Miss Gibbs' marriage to your Mr. Parker. Why? Because it might not have spoiled it at all. Instead, it might have brought undue scandal down on you. Why, thanks. Thank you a lot, Professor. I didn't know you cared about me that much. You are a human being, Jerry. Very beautiful human being. <laughs> nice specimen. Excellent. But uh, seriously, you're attracted even to a man who might have a tendency to look at you through academic eyes. You are very lovely academic eyes, Professor. They serve their purpose. I see through them. And through me? Yes. You want desperately to keep Miss Gibbs from marrying Mr. Parker, and I know why. Why? You love Parker yourself. Yes, I do love him. But I've lost him. What are you doing, Professor? Making the noble sacrifice, offering yourself as consolation? No. Well, don't. I like you. You're a nice guy. But I'm not going to jump in the river because Steve is going to marry that Gibbs girl. So don't make me any gallant offers, will you? I won't. I'll merely suggest something to you. What? You said a moment ago that Miss Gibbs is going to marry Parker. You've given up? Sure. Why? What can I do to stop him? Jerry, how far would you go to stop him? What did you say? I said, how far would you go to stop him? I would go just short of murder. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. You've tried hurting Miss Gibbs to break up their marriage. You'd hurt Parker, too, if you thought it would do the trick. I'd do anything but kill him. Jerry, I want the truth about something. Shoot, you'll get it. Is there anything you can do to ruin Parker? Is there. Woo! If I guaranteed that it would stop his marriage to Miss Gibbs, would you do it? I'll say I would. Good. If there's only one catch to it, I'd need help. Don't worry about that, Jerry. You tell me how you can ruin Parker. Show me the proof, and I'll take it from there myself.
strange professor does strange things. Why is he plotting with Jerry Manson to keep Penny from marrying Steve Parker? What's his motive? And what does Jerry Manson know that will ruin Steve? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. (laughs) 